You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. God is light. It's the title of this devotion. We're going through the book of John, 1 John, I mean. And here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message which we heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. The human mind will have its own journey. And I say it on that way of purpose to realize or to somehow get a glimpse of what that may mean. And while we cannot comprehend it with the natural mind, yet the Spirit is here to open our understanding and illuminate us inwardly that we may know this light. This is the message which we heard and share with you. God is light. It is a message. The message is light. And that we get the revelation of it inwardly. That we begin to have some sense of understanding of what that means. How can I get this understanding when I cannot imagine it? I cannot with my natural brain understand it. So how can I get this? If it comes by revelation, how can I get it? Well, it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 3. Oh, my page is torn there. Well, I didn't even know that. My page is torn, so I will have to start verse 3 from the normal King James because I can't read it in the classic Amplified. So chapter 4 of 2nd, oh, that's 1st Corinthians. Sorry for the delay here. Here it is. Okay. Chapter 4. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Um, oh no, sorry, I was looking at the wrong chapter. Here we go, okay. But even if our gospel, the glad tidings, also be hidden, obscured, and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God, It is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only to those who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. 
For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves merely as your servant slaves for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there shine light out of darkness, in Genesis 1, when he said, let there be light, has shown in our hearts so as to being forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge and majesty and glory of God as it is manifest in the person and revealed on the face of Jesus Christ the Messiah. However, we possess this precious treasure of divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be of God and not ourselves. So salvation is in having this light commanded to shine in our hearts for God commanded light to shine out of darkness and has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God as it is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, when he was on Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17 and Luke 9, his face became radiant as bright as the light of the sun shining forth the light of God's life. And that light that was perfectly manifest in Christ is now commanded to shine in our hearts, to give us understanding, to illuminate us. It's quite simple. You walk into a room and it's pitch dark. You can't see anything. You have a flashlight, you turn it on and you can see everything. Christ is the light of the life of God. He is the radiance, the outshining, the beaming forth It says here in Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews 1 verse 3, He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. Jesus is that visible of what's invisible and that light He's commanded to shine in our hearts. And then it says here in Ephesians chapter 5, Now you, in verse 8, were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk then as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the light of life in you, is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. In other words, you're constantly learning what pleases Him, having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are manifested by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, He says, God says, Awake! You who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Oh, hallelujah. Christ, receiving Christ, receiving Jesus Christ, saying, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, I receive you. Is inviting the light to come. It's inviting the light to come. It is making your spirit 
alight, alive with Christ. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord by which he searches the inner depths of the heart. Christ's life comes into your spirit and makes you alive, alight inwardly. And then he says, you are children of light. Here in verse 8 of Ephesians 5. Children of light. Walk as children of light. Live habitually, consistently, constantly in the conscious knowledge of that light. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Leave the lives of those natively born to the light. For the fruit and the effect and the product of the light or the spirit of life in Christ consists in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness of heart and trueness of life. Try to learn. In your experience, what is pleasing to the Lord, let your lives be constant proof of what is most acceptable to Him. Take no part in and have no fellowship with the unfruitful deeds and enterprises of darkness, but instead, rather let your lives be so in contrast as to expose, reprove, and convict them. For it is even shameful to speak of Um, or mention the things such people practice in the darkness. We are children natively born to the light. And friends, I say this to you, not just to, to, to read the scripture with you, but I believe this is the message. God is light. And we are children of light. We're children of God, our Father. And it's so important today Like Jesus said, let your light so shine that we sow our life in the light of his life that we cannot be deceived by the forces of darkness today. James in chapter 1 verse 16 of James says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning of his own will. He brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. We have become a life unto him in this light of life that is strengthening us inwardly. And it's so important that we live as children of light. He says in John 12, Jesus said to them, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. You hear that? Believe in the light. Do you know the light? Do you know this light? Do you love this light? Oh, I tell you the truth. I love living in the light. Oh, it would frighten me silly to go back to the darkness and have things about me hidden. No, the only way to have nothing hidden about yourself is to stay in the light. For me, the safest place to be 
is to live in the constant, unceasing, ever-living light of the Son of God, where nothing is hidden, but all things are clear and plain in the face of God. And if there's anything in me, anything, that's contrary to his will, contrary to his ways. Oh, he leads me in the way of everlasting in this sweet repentance of his mercy and grace and brings me into the full knowledge of what pleases him and how wonderful it is to live pleasing to the loving Heavenly Father and do that which is right in his sight and no longer have things inside of you that makes you afraid or shamed, or makes you secretive, or makes you act f strangely in the presence of others, lest they would see. No, my friends, there's nothing that people should be able to wonder about. We should be an open book for all to see in us that the life we live is not of ourselves. It is a life of the Son of God who loved us. And I'll close with you here from Isaiah chapter 60 because he said it right here. Jesus said, listen, he said, while the light is with you, walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going while you have the light. Believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. You know how important it is to respond when the light is shining and is calling you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We'll talk about that this week. Oh, how wonderful it is to respond to it. And I want to charge you from Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen in you. If you suffer with the terrible, horrific pains of depression and you just, just can't feel it, you can't see it, you, you don't know why am I living and what am I living for and what's... Where am I going? It's because the darkness has come. But you can break that power of darkness by realizing Jesus is the light of my life. Keep calling upon his name. Keep praying. Keep worshiping him and say, Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Worship you, Lord, and begin to worship him. Begin to worship and read scriptures. Read scriptures because the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 165, let's read it. Oh, how I love that psalm. That is a psalm. Luther said it's a psalm of David. Psalm 119, verse 165. He says, Great peace have they who love your law. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. He says, um, no, no. I start this in 165. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing shall cause them to stumble. It says here somewhere, I thought that's the verse I was looking at. It says, by the opening of your word, light comes light comes. It's in here somewhere. I don't know now exactly which verse it says. By the opening of your words, by the entrance of your words. Here it is, verse 130. 
The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. If you suffer with the pains of depression, it's because you need to turn the light on. You must say, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, Pastor. I know I've been there, I've tried hard. And I kept bowing, I kept bowing, and I kept weeping and said, Lord, Lord, without you manifesting yourself in me and upon me, I, I am dead in my own flesh. I've got nothing, but you are my light and my salvation. I kept worshiping and praying, and the light came on. And I pray right now by the name of Jesus, the light comes on in you, the light that expels the darkness. And be not afraid for that darkness cannot comprehend, it can't extinguish, it can't master, it can't stop that light. It rules over the darkness and it frees you from the pains of depression and frustration and irritation. And that light will light up your path that all of a sudden you can feel again, my future is in the hands of God. Amen. Have a good day.